You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome to the Course Report Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team, so we spend our days helping students choose the best bootcamp for them. And each month, we round up all the news published about coding bootcamps, everything we talked about in the office and the virtual office, and we share it with you in one easily digestible podcast episode. But this is arguably my favorite podcast episode of the year because it's the end of December, which means that we are looking back at a very eventful 2021. We're going to highlight the trends that we noticed in our industry, and we'll make predictions for 2022 about where boot camps are going. And if you listen through the end of this episode, then you are in for a treat because four boot camp industry leaders from Springboard, Operation Code, CIRR, Launch Academy and Brain Station are all weighing in with their predictions for 2022. That is so cool. So, Liz, remind everyone of our predictions that we made last year for 2021. Which of those did we end up nailing, and were there any that we totally whiffed on? Okay, so first we predicted that online learning would continue into 2021 and some hybrid classrooms would emerge. And that, I would say, was 100% correct. A few boot camps moved back to in-person classrooms, but as COVID-19 continues to rear its ugly head, we found that most boot camps stayed online throughout 2021. Secondly, we predicted that we'd continue to see cybersecurity, data, and AI and machine learning rise in popularity in boot camps in 2021. And we did see data continue to rise throughout 2021, both in terms of demand from students and number of data boot camps this year. Machine learning, though, not so much. But I pulled this breakdown from our own site traffic. Based on demand from students, web development is still the most popular. Data science and UX design are catching up. But the quickest growing vertical by far has been cybersecurity. There Mm -hmm. are about 30 boot camps that teach cybersecurity full time. The job market is demanding more, so we do expect that vertical to keep growing in 2022. And third, we predicted some regulation around university boot camps, either external or hopefully an internal push to share transparent outcomes data. And I would say that there was some movement here in the new Biden administration. A student borrower group published a report that demanded university boot camp providers adhere to existing regulations. And Congress just recently decided that for-profit education colleges should not be eligible for Pell Grants, but we still don't have any transparent outcomes data for university boot camps, and we hope to see that in 2022. So it seems like all of those things actually did happen this past year. We'll dive into all of it, but before we look back at the news, what happened at Course Report this year? All right, so we added 144 schools to our directory, five of those in December. Many of those, I think around 28, were university boot camps. Um, What else happened at Course Report this year? Well, you, our readers, applied for over 500 scholarships on Course Report, and we gave away over $100,000 in exclusive Course Report scholarships in 2021. We also matched over 40,000 readers with coding boot camps via our matching tool. 
We published around 180 new articles on the blog, 13 new podcast episodes, including this one, and 21 YouTube videos and webinars. And in 2021, our most popular article was a beginner's guide to Python for cybersecurity. And our most popular video this year was this comparison between web developers versus software engineers with Gregorio Rojas from Sabio. And finally, we are just about to publish our two major annual industry reports, which is our market sizing report, which finds continued growth and a complete shift to online boot camps, and our alumni outcomes and demographics report, which we're just wrapping up. If you are an alum, then please complete that survey. And oh, just speaking of alumni, over 10,000 of you came to Course Report to leave a review of your bootcamp experience. So thanks to all of the alumni who shared their reviews with future bootcampers. I love that. Those reviews really help um, so other people who are thinking about going to a bootcamp. Absolutely. All right, Liz. So I'm ready to start our look back at 2021. So let's rewind all the way back to January, 2021. Okay. So 2021 started with $118 million in fundraises. Ironhack secured $20 million and Multiverse raised $44 million. Tech sales boot camps received some major funding in January too. BlockJ raised $11 million and Victory Lap raised $25 million. At the top of the year, BrainStation acquired Miami-based coding bootcamp WinCode, and Pluralsight acquired NextTech. Since we're still very much in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, news really focused on how to reskill our workforce. Yeah, and that brings us to our first trend alert for 2021, bootcamps and workforce development. So here at Course Report, we created a beginner's guide to using workforce development grants to cover part or all of a bootcamp tuition. We updated this guide throughout 2021 as we heard of more grant money available to students. And by the end of 2021, we counted over 40 of these opportunities. Well, February was bursting with news about workforce development, keeping in line with that trend. Individual states in the U.S. started creating their own tech training programs like Digital Upskill Sacramento, and coding boot camps found ways to help their communities like Galvanize, offering assistance to fellow Phoenix-based entrepreneurs in the form of online workshops and in-person workspaces. So yeah, if you remember in 2020, Galvanize launched its Opportunity Fund for students who identify as Black or African American. By the end of 2021, Galvanize reported that through this fund and its We Stand Together full tuition scholarship, Galvanize awarded 30 scholarships. And when LaunchCode opened a new campus in Philadelphia this year, it offered local Philadelphians free training in web development basics and job placement with local tech companies. Code Academy also announced a $40 million fundraise in February, and Tech Elevator was acquired by Stride, which also owns Galvanize and Hack Reactor. And in February, Rhythm School secured $25 million to start an ISA program at their school via LEAF. And that became something of a trend this year. So trend alert number two, what we're going to call the ISA fundraise. 
Yes. By the end of 2021, six schools had announced these rounds of incentive-aligned tuition financing capital between $10 million and $100 million each, which basically meant that LEAF, which is an ISA provider, was providing capital to schools with the express purpose of funding ISAs for students. So big cash injection into the bootcamp industry made by LEAF this year. In March, our interest was really piqued by the news that Southern New Hampshire University actually bought Kenzie Academy. This acquisition circumnavigated the university having to partner with an OPM or an online program manager, such as 2U or Emeritus, and instead just teach their own program in-house. Also, 1150 Academy was awarded $300,000 from Microsoft's Be Nimble Foundation to help attract and support Black talent to get into tech this year. In addition to more news about reskilling U.S. workers for tech roles, we began to see more programs and funding directed at getting more women in tech. With the, quote, she session of 2020, where many women had to leave their jobs to take care of their families during lockdown, we saw a new concentration on how to help these women get reemployed and diversify the tech pipeline. Boot camps like Flatiron School and Product School began offering specific scholarships for women looking to get into tech. And Product School partnered with WISE to offer the Product Management Education Scholarship with the mission to give full tuition boot camp scholarships to 20 women and non-binary folks. Flatiron's Women Take Tech program offered scholarships up to $3,000 for women applying to the boot camp. So in April, a few healthy fundraisers kicked off the spring. Most notable of them was Holberton School, which raised $20 million with the intention of using it for expansion into Latin America. And by April, we were seeing a lot of news about reskilling initiatives for workers who lost their jobs in the pandemic. Full Stack Academy offered free cybersecurity training to New Yorkers who were impacted by the pandemic, and Tech Elevator was able to enroll 11 people from Charlotte for free thanks to CARES Act funding. And by April, just as we forecasted, we had added several new university boot camps. The majority of those new university boot camp partnerships in April came from Full Stack Academy. This May, iExperience raised $2.5 million in Series A, and NGT Academy, which was formerly NextGenT, started preparing for an IPO. News organizations like Yahoo, Forbes, and Inside Higher Ed began covering a lawsuit brought by three Lambda School alumni accusing the school of false advertising and claiming that the ISA was predatory. Lambda School went through a lot of restructuring in 2021, including doing an entire rebrand this December, where they became Bloom Institute of Technology. And checking in on this lawsuit just this past week, it seems like it's still going through its own due process. We'll definitely keep you posted on this in 2022 when we see that final decision. Four Geeks Academy raised $10 million this June, and the Washington Post called attention to the report from the Student Borrower Protection Center that criticized partnerships between universities and coding boot camps like Trilogy Education. 
The report was concerned with how universities advertise private lending companies to students, and they called for regulation, but really we found that they offered no actual steps uh, or real recommendations for that regulation. Regulation in this space can totally work for students, schools, and the government, but we do have to talk about actual solutions that prioritize outcomes-based student lending. And one that we loved was the Career Accelerator Fund, which came out of Indiana in June. Later in September, 2U and Wiley began publishing their student outcomes this fall um, around those university programs in the hopes to win over some of those critics. And later in July, the Student Protection Borrower Center supported boot camp grads to sue Make School for its, quote, hidden fees in its ISA. Nearly 50 former students came forward to participate in this lawsuit. We reported on $35 million in fundraises this July. Codebox raised $2 million and Microverse raised $12.5 million. Codex Academy and Pivot Technology School both raised $10 million in financing from LEAF to expand their ISA programs. Also, 2U, which owns Trilogy Education, announced that they would acquire the nonprofit EdX for $800 million in cash. We saw some pushback from the higher ed community about this acquisition and what it would mean for edX and other nonprofit programs just like it. There was also some talk about whether Pell Grants could be expanded to include short-term training programs like coding boot camps, and if that change might be included in the new Build Back Better bill. Sadly, I don't think the Pell Grant expansion made it into the newest version of the bill. And in fact, the Washington Post reported that for-profit colleges were specifically excluded from Pell Grant spending in that new package. Of course, the for-profit college sector is fighting this. And we saw several private slash public partnerships that validated the bootcamp model to reskill today's workforce. Some of those partnerships include Pivot Technology School and Target's Shift, partnering to offer 30 full tuition scholarships, and Digital Crafts and nonprofit City of Refuge using $5.4 million in grant money from the Department of Labor to create Tech Transformation Academy in Atlanta. August saw $29 million in fundraisers, including the $25 million Series A in growth equity fundraising for Product School. And we saw some big program shakeups. Galvanize announced that they were sunsetting their data science programs, which is still pretty shocking since their program was so good. And FlockJ pivoted away from its tech sales bootcamp to target B2B SaaS opportunities. Digital Crafts announced that they were being acquired by the American Intercontinental University System, and Digital Crafts also made Inc. 5000's list of fastest-growing private companies in America. This August, the Washington Post published a report indicating that a third of U.S. workers under the age of 40 were considering a career change. Taking the long view on this, since lockdown started in early 2020, boot camps were seeing a record number of students enrolling with the purpose of pivoting their career into tech. So we here at Course Report really weren't that surprised to see this Washington Post report. And spoiler alert, this career change only continued to pick up steam as we went through 2021. 
And living through another roller coaster year where higher ed was again reeling with how to teach during a pandemic, there was a new call for skills based credentials. So, Open Skills Network, a coalition of over 500 employers, educational institutions, and technology providers, held its first virtual skills summit about how to prepare and empower a stronger workforce here in the US. Well, September is always exciting because it's back to school season. And in 2021, the online program manager called Emeritus announced a $650 million fundraising round. That brought Emeritus's company valuation to $3.2 billion and just further proves how much potential the University Bootcamp OPM model has in 2022. That was a huge fundraise. We were really intrigued to see that New York City Data Science Academy received accreditation from the Accrediting Commission for Continuing Education and Training, so that's ACCET. At this time, New York City Data Science Academy is the only accredited data science bootcamp, and Turing School is a software engineering bootcamp with ACCET accreditation. So this is our budding trend alert number three for 2021, and we predict basically more bootcamps will go after accreditation in 2022. And with the new school year, we saw some new takes on the college versus coding bootcamp debate. Forbes contributor Steve Tangler focused on the ROI of a CS degree versus a coding bootcamp and pointed out that it could take a CS grad 26 years to surpass a bootcamp grad's head start making money in the tech field. A few university bootcamp partnership companies like 2U and Wiley, like we said, began publishing those student outcomes reports in the hopes that they would win over some of the higher ed critics. Um, I'm not sure that they appeased all of them, but we were certainly excited to at least see some of these student outcomes yes. um, in the world. <laughs> More data is better. We looked over those outcomes and we were happy to see some of the numbers around student graduation rate and some of the demographics. It's important to remember that students Students enroll at a university boot camp for more reasons, maybe, than, than the typical boot camper. Um, maybe they want to make a career change or they want to upskill or they want to kind of add on to their traditional degree. So we'd love more numbers around motivation and why boot campers are actually attending these university boot camps. And then also gotta see in 2022 what kinds of jobs and salaries those university bootcamp graduates are actually landing. Um, I think everyone in higher ed is more concerned about a college's financial relationship to those OPMs, but we want to see more data about who's actually attending and graduating Mm -hmm. those schools in 2022. All right. In October, we saw that trend of the ISA fundraise continue, this time for Entity Academy, which raised $100 million through LEAF. Probably the biggest news in October was the stats on people quitting their jobs. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that 4 million U.S. workers quit their jobs between June and October. And this movement was coined as, quote, the Great Resignation. Liz, what was motivating people to quit their jobs this year? Well, the main reason people were leaving their jobs was because of, of course, the pandemic and the lockdown that had people seriously reevaluating their careers. Many people who left their jobs this year were working in retail, food, and hospitality. And those were in-person roles, of course. So 
quite dangerous to do over the past year. Overall, though, people said that they were looking for roles that paid well with benefits, and CIO Dive noted that 13% of job seekers in Q2 of this year were considering pivoting into the IT field. The second half of this year, we've been hearing a lot about the Biden administration's Build Back Better plan, which focuses on creating millions of jobs in America. Maria Flynn, in an opinion piece for WorkShift, pointed out that while millions of new jobs are totally awesome, um, we can't forget to help people who became unemployed due to the pandemic reskill to actually build back better. And just a note that October 1st is the annual date that Vet Tech opens up funding. So any veterans who want to attend a boot camp with only one day of GI Bill credit should have that date on their calendar. And this year was no exception. I believe there's still some funding, some money left in Vet Tech, but that money goes fast. So you should apply. We alluded to this earlier, but in November, Lambda School officially became Bloom Institute of Technology, or Bloom Tech for short. With the new name also came a new financing approach that includes a 110% tuition refund, which was a new number, but the same trend. So trend alert number four, throughout 2021, boot camps put a lot of effort into showing students that their incentives are aligned and that the school can stake its success on the fact that alumni are in fact getting jobs. Different schools approached this in different ways, job guarantees, money back guarantees, and income share agreements. And all of those are great, but still the most effective way to demonstrate that your alumni are actually getting jobs in this field is by publishing transparent outcomes data. And CIRR is the most widely accepted framework for reporting outcomes in 2021. We expect that that will be the case in 2022. And as an industry, we do see bootcamp successfully doing the work of getting graduates jobs in tech, but Boot camps have to share this data at an individual school level too. Remember how we talked about that she session that we were seeing last year and through this year? A MetLife study that was published this November shows that 63% of women who left the workforce during the pandemic plan on returning. As women return to the workforce, they have some new demands. The biggest of those being work-life balance, including increased leave and flexibility. And in great resignation news, HR Dive reported that 72% of tech workers today are thinking of leaving their jobs within the next year. That unhappiness with their jobs stems from not feeling like a company invests in their workforce by offering things like training opportunities. Hmm. Great opportunity for boot camps to partner with companies. Definitely. And here we are in December. Jess, are there any partnerships or major investments that we should share for this month? Yeah. So the biggest fundraise we saw this month was the Latin American bootcamp Plotsy picked up $62 million in Series B funding. Plotsy's program is more self-paced, and TechCrunch reports that they are hoping to scale up in order to have more people in Latin America enrolling. All right. And some interesting acquisition news here. Benny Boas, who is the CEO of Burlington Code Academy in Vermont and Upright Education, announced just this week that Upright has acquired Burlington Code Academy. If you'll remember, VCA was originally in person in Burlington, Vermont, but during the pandemic, the bootcamp pivoted to become an online-only program. And Upright Education was launched over the past year as an OPM, an online program manager, and has quickly been created 
creating these university bootcamp partnerships. So we're excited to see what VCA and Upright might come up with together in 2022. Yeah. In regards to the latest on ISAs, we did see something interesting about ISA provider Ascent. Yes. Ascent funding has updated their eligibility to include a variety of students now. Most notably, they've expanded their access to include U.S. citizens, permanent residents, DACA recipients, and international students. Very cool. And of course, there was more news about the underpinnings of 2021's great resignation. Bloomberg reported that between April 2021 to September 2021, more than 20 million people quit their jobs. Yeah. Wow. What a number. Um, CNBC focused on who is actually leaving their jobs this year and pointed out that the great resignation could be seen as the great reckoning as many minority and low-wage workers leave their jobs. In the Mercer study that the media keeps referring to this fall, low-wage workers included anyone making under $60,000 a year. CNBC highlights Stephanie Blakely, who lives in Louisville, Kentucky, and quit her job over the past year to reskill through the online boot camp at Hack Reactor. She says she went from making $14 an hour to $40 an hour after reskilling through the coding boot camp. And Forbes also highlighted some great resignation career changers. Zechariah Deckert was burnt out as a chef and decided to make a career change this year by enrolling at Hack Reactor. And Hannah Kaur, who majored in anthropology and was working a few different jobs, decided to enroll at Tech Elevator this year to finally get a stable tech career that doubled her salary. And Forbes contributor Oyvind Forsbach reminded employers this month not to overlook coding bootcamp graduates like Zechariah, Hannah, and Stephanie. With the projected software engineer shortage, Forsbach comes to bat for bootcamp grads, saying that even though most coding bootcamps aren't necessarily credentialed like a four-year CS degree program, these students still receive the training they need to be a good addition to any workforce. Lucy Lepovsky of Forbes wrote about how boot camps are helping college students be more marketable after college graduation. Lucy hones in on podium education, which creates four credit mini programs on coding, digital marketing, and data analytics. Podium has incorporated the bootcamp model into a student's college education, which is striking because coding bootcamps are often positioned as separate or anti-traditional education paths like college. Yeah, that's such an interesting program. The cool model. Yeah. As far as internships, so we spoke about internships for those just starting their career and the importance of them in last month's podcast episode. And technically, DC picked back up with this thread this month. Juan Pablo Madrid of the DC-based digital marketing firm Online Optimism points out that boot camps may supersede internships in the future as boot camps can be a better way of diversifying the tech pipeline and getting new techies the training and the experience that they need for full-time positions. And Higher Ed Dive rounded up three major trends of ed tech companies at the moment um, and why OPMs continue to rise, which we found interesting. The first trend is the flywheel effect, which is OPMs picking up new students through the universities that they partner with. The second trend is then OPMs luring college students away from traditional degree paths to enroll in boot camps because they're quicker to get into and they give them more job-relevant skills. And then the third trend is how OPMs are now focused on employer-provided training. As we've mentioned in previous roundups this year, employer-funded training programs are definitely in demand at the moment. So it makes sense that OPMs will be moving into this market next. 
We also caught some new diversity and tech initiatives. So Liz, how is the Department of Labor involving itself with this issue? Well, right now it's very much in the exploratory phase, but the DOL is listening to the community at large to find out how to improve marginalized groups' access to apprenticeships. If you'll remember earlier this year when Biden took office, the National Advisory Committee on Apprenticeships was relaunched and $87.5 million was made available in grants to expand apprenticeships in the U.S., All of that has been part of the Biden administration's goals to improve diversity in the workforce and help people get into good paying careers. So that was a great recap of December. So Liz, what trends are we now expecting to see in 2022? Well, first, I think we'll see some ISA regulation. We saw a bit of this already in 2021. It's definitely the part of boot camps that attract the most attention and the most kind of invite the most regulation. Alongside that goes, you know, just really emphasizing the importance of reporting outcomes, Mm -hmm. student and alumni outcomes. Secondly, I think we'll see more boot camps going after accreditation, as we mentioned, We're even hearing some talk of outcomes-driven accreditors, which could naturally include boot camps. And our third prediction is cybersecurity. You know, cybersecurity Mm -hmm. was our fastest growing career track in 2021. We predict that more cybersecurity boot camps and programs will rise to meet the demands of that job market. And of course, online education is not going anywhere in 2022. If you want to call that a prediction, you can, but you don't really need a crystal ball there. Mm -hmm. But in addition to what we think, we actually reached out to four leaders in the bootcamp industry to get their predictions and hopes for 2022. Jess, should we share those? Definitely. So first up is Gautam from Springboard. Hey, Coast Report listeners. This is Gautam, the CEO of Springboard. As we go into the new year, I am thinking about the importance of enterprise relationships with bootcamps. The cost of the skills gap has always been borne by the employers. Today, we are in one of the toughest talent markets we've ever seen, and employers are feeling the crunch. In 2022, I predict that we'll see companies rethink their approach to talent. This means that they will remove outdated educational requirements, embrace alternative credentials, and deploy significant budgets to reskill their workforce. This creates a great opportunity for our industry, especially boot camps who have a track record of delivering great outcomes, to partner closely with enterprises to help bridge the skills gap. So there you have it, Coast Report, my one prediction for 22. Wishing you all a wonderful year. The next prediction comes from Maggie Molina of Operation Code. Hey, Coast Report readers, this is Maggie Molina from Operation Code. And in 2022, I predict the temporary funding model used for veterans to pay tuition and housing for Coast Schools will become permanent and expand other high demand jobs and civilians. The third prediction comes to us from Jason Field of BrainStation. Hi there, this is Jason Field, the founder and CEO of BrainStation. We've seen dramatic changes since we started in 2012, but nothing compares to what we've seen from 2020 until today. And I don't see this evolution slowing down anytime soon. In fact, I believe 2022 is going to be known as the year of advancement. We're going to start to recognize this new operating model for living. This is how we connect, work, buy, and learn. We felt the changes over the past few years. This is going to look different depending on where you're located, your company, your role. But one thing is for certain, what you're doing won't look or feel the same as it did in 2019. Flexibility is something that we're seeing as BrainStation as a key theme. And as a learning organization, what that means for us is providing 
professionals with as many access points as possible to upskill or reskill in digital so you can get more involved in technology and the opportunity at hand. We're now offering extended boot camps over evenings and weekends for individuals that are working full-time or part-time jobs. We have free on-demand learning content to learn about new topics available on our website at brainstation.io. We have online and live courses, these amazing training opportunities that are running around the clock as they're broadcasted from our instructors from San Francisco all the way through to New York, all the way to London. We need more digital thinkers, builders, and creators than ever before. It's never been so clear. And at BrainStation, we're so happy to be supporting the future of the economy. And finally, Dan Pickett weighed in as a founder of Launch Academy and a founding member of CIRR. So outcomes will continue to be the primary way prospective students and employers evaluate boot camps. But I also think as boot camps work to differentiate from one another, what defines a positive outcome will really start to vary. For example, we have some accredited boot camps in the space. So uh, did the students that participated in those programs receive college credit? And for those of us that provide private training, did students successfully reskill or upskill themselves into a new position? I also think that, you know, depending on the specific school and location, I think leaders in the space are starting to recognize that there is a gap or perceived gap between bootcamp graduate and engineering team ready. So many employers are seeking students with additional training and experience. In addition to placement rates, average starting salary and a bootcamp's ability to raise that number could be a trailing indicator to see how we're addressing that need. So there you have it. Companies will be deploying significant budgets for education and boot camps may be providing that education through enterprise relationships. Temporary funding models for veterans like vet tech and VRAP will become permanent. Flexibility will remain incredibly important both in education and in work. And measuring outcomes will be crucial in 2022, whether that's through accreditation CIRR reporting, or other forms of outcomes measuring. And if any of our predictions come true, you'll definitely hear about them in exactly one year when we're back to wrap up 2022. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Jess, for an excellent year. We published so many great <laughs> Q&As with alumni and instructors, and I feel like we have to spend a whole other year teaching people all about boot camps and how to choose the best boot camp for them. So great year. Yeah. A wonderful year. Thanks Liz for driving the ship forward. (laughs) (laughs) We help people navigate the seas of, of, um, the bootcamp world. Well, we really appreciate all of you for listening all year and we'll see you in 2022. As always, you know, we love feedback. So email us at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then help other future bootcampers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast, subscribing to the Course Support Podcast and leaving us a review. We will see you next year, actually. Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) Happy New Year.